Merkel Media. I guess it's time to go back in time. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Time is but a stubborn illusion. I have a lot of memories of the past. People are time traveling within themselves. Time travel is possible. Hey, everybody, just want to let you know we have episode 100 coming up very soon. And I announced it on last week's show. We are going to do something special for episode 100. What we're going to do is on December 9th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to do a live show on YouTube with me and my brother Jack, a.k.a. Young Merc. You don't want to miss this show. We're going to call it Ask Tony Anything. And what you're going to do is I just want you guys to send in your questions, any question you have, whether it's about the show, about my life, where I come from. I don't care what the questions are. It could be about philosophy. I don't really care. If you have a question that you want me to answer, your question could be read on air. So definitely get on that. And to ensure that you do not miss this show, go to youtube.com, look up The Confessionals on YouTube, hit subscribe to The Confessionals YouTube channel, and hit the little bell so that it reminds you when we go live. Definitely don't miss out on this show on December 9th, 2018 at 6.30 p.m. on The Confessionals YouTube channel. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear when he came over to me dude he slithered over to me and this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen and he starts running and firing at this giant well the giant moves got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan holds him up like this somebody else shoot him in the face shoot him in the face they basically decapitate him got closer got closer got closer when he got about 15 yards away from me I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off I feel something pulling at my leg and I look over and there are two small gray entities and they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Okay, I'll reload it. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. 
Now, this week's show, we have David coming on and we have Kim coming on, but David will be first, and he's going to share his Bigfoot experience when he was up in the mountains practicing his music in his SUV. When he looked in his rearview mirror, he describes the face of this thing that he saw, and then he shares some paranormal experiences that he had, and then we bring on Kim, who actually had a lot of different paranormal experiences, including him dating a white witch, seeing shadow figures, and finding bones in his home that were not originally there. They just kind of showed up. And there's a lot of different stories that he has to share. So really, guys, sit back and relax because this week's show is filled with information. It's going to be a very fun show. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Okay, tonight I have a great guest coming on. I have David. And David, how you doing, man? I'm doing really great, Tony. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So we uh, we have some good stuff here to talk about. Uh, you first contacted me about a Bigfoot experience you had, and we're going to get into that right away. But then you have uh, some more paranormal things you'd like to talk about that happened at a friend's house, and you actually saw a full-body apparition another time. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit later here. But let's just start out with the Bigfoot experience. Uh, let us know, you know what you were doing and how did this all unfold for you. Okay. Let's see, from the beginning. Well, at the time, I was living in Carson City, Nevada. And if you know Carson City, Nevada, I'm sure some listeners do, um, it's just a flat land, but you got the Sierras to the, to the west. And there's a spot, what's called King Street, and you stick King Street all the way up to Timberline. Uh, and that's where I used to go and park my car late at night and play guitar, sing, write music. That way I can like, whoa, you know, sing really loud and not worry about people hearing me. Right. And so, uh, yeah, and I've done that many times. Well, this one night, and this was 2003, and I was up there and I was playing, I was writing, and I was really grooving on what I was doing. I was really impressed. I'm like, yes, I got a new song. And then I hear something. I hear something rattling. Of course, I have my, my windows down for circulation. But I hear something in the bushes. Now, mind you, it was a very well-lit night. Um, was it a full moon or just past? Something like that. It was very bright. So I'm like, all right, it's probably a, I don't know, rabbit. You know, there's a lot of rabbits out there. So I don't think anything of it. And and so I just keep jamming away. And uh, so, you know, duty calls. So I get out. And mind you, I'm in nature. There's no bathroom. So I go out and I do my thing. And then I hear more shaking. And it sounds big. And it sounds kind of freaky. So I, I, I finish my business really quick. And I get back in the, the, the car. Well, it's an SUV. And then I roll up the window a little bit. You know, like just enough so no arm can come in <laughs> and then uh you know and uh so i started playing some more and then you know i just happened it was so light so light outside i happened to just like kind of look in the back and at that time actually i thought it might have been somebody hiking but that's not that's not really that's not what really happened it's late and you're up in the mountains but then I hear this stuff again, and, and the, the, the sagebrush, the, and sagebrush gets big out there. And, and it's rattling and rattling. I look at my rearview mirror, 
and I see, I see this face. I think I see a face, right? A big, big face. Um, it, it was a big face, and I didn't know what to think of it. So I put on my brakes so it would light up red in the back. And sure enough, there was this big face staring at me. I mean, I like to think he was a fan of my music, but, you know, there's a big old face there <laughs> with a heavy brow, a heavy brow, and then hair on the sides, right? It looked exactly like Mr. Hyde from, uh, what's that, uh, blah, blah, Van Helsing. It looked just like that huge head, except he wasn't smoking a cigar. But a huge head, heavy brow, big, I, I couldn't see past what looked like lamb chops, you know, the hair on the side. Yeah. But uh, heavy head. And and as soon as I did that, and what's really weird about that is that it takes a few seconds of realization of terror. You know, you see it, you're looking at it for a second, and then all of a sudden, holy crap. Oh my goodness. I'm out. I turn on, I turn on my car. I'm just out of there. And it wasn't easy to do because it's a very bumpy ride, but I, I think I damaged my, my suspension going down the hill, but I was going so fast and it was so scary. And I was like, wow, I, I just saw like some big gigantic man. Now, mind you that movie Van Helsing hadn't been out until the next year. And then when I watched Van Helsing at the drive-in in Sacramento with my then wife, I was like, that's what I saw, <laughs> you know, except without the cigar. So that was my Bigfoot experience. If it was, but if it was a Bigfoot, it was really Neanderthal-like. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, protruding, protruding mouth, um, a very protruding brow, and just... Just hair along the roots. I mean, I'm sure he was full of hair, but what I could see would look like giant, like, you know, English style lamb chops or whatever you call them. So, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my so called bit foot experience. It scared the living daylights out of me. And needless <laughs> say. to say, I started playing guitar in my own home after that. <laughs> I didn't care if my roommates heard me or not. I, I, Screw them. I'm just going to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what was, scary. what was your knowledge of, you know, Bigfoot before this, you know, encounter? Did you ever hear of it? Did you know about it? Did you believe in it? Or was that something that was the furthest thing away from your mind when you saw this? Not thing? at all. Not at all. Bigfoot was nothing to me. Bigfoot was, uh, oh, I'm sure there's something up there in the, in the great Northwest. But no, I really never thought that it would be in. Carson City, Nevada, you know, right there by Lake Tahoe. I never thought I would see that. Um, it, 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 the thing is, it, it was either a, a Neanderthal Sasquatch or it was just a real big deformed person. But it, 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 it really rocked my world, man. It really did. And uh, never had nightmares about it because I moved far away, moved back to Sacramento. I don't think he'd follow me there. And uh, yeah, that was actually right before I left Nevada, going back to stock. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my Bigfoot experience. Yeah. So with this face that you saw in the bushes and stuff, I mean, you said it was big. I mean, could you tell us like how big it was? Like what the size of a basketball, a beach ball? Uh, how how big was this? Oh, thing? I see the. 
Um, well, all I saw was the head. Okay. And if I can look back on it now in my mind, I, I'd say it was as big as a basketball. It wasn't as big as a beach ball. Okay. Uh, I'd say it was a little, uh, I, I don't want to say anything false. Um, I would say at least the size of a basketball. And, you know, if I see anybody with a head, like, oh, how about a pumpkin? That's even better. Okay. Because those are those can get huge. But I, I have to say, it was just an ungodly giant head. Yeah. And like I said, I got to that point where complete terror kicked in. And I just hightailed it out of there. I was scared. But now that when I think about it, I like to think that he was listening to my stuff and going, yeah, man, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe he was uh, rolling some doobies back there. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he found, found some roaches on the side of my car. <laughs> I'm from California, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he smelled it, you know, and came in for a, a drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he liked it. And music, even if it sucks. Sounds way better on pod. So anyway, <laughs> awesome. So <that's- laughs> well, I mean, do you remember seeing uh, the head move at all or eyes blink? I saw it looking right at me. No blinks. Looking right at me. Looking right at. I saw a lip move. I did see a lip move, but I didn't see teeth. I didn't see eyes blink. I didn't see any facial picture, but I did see. <laughs> A lip move, like I don't, I can't even explain how the lip move is like a, like a, like an Elvis lip. Thank you very much, kind of a lip move. So yeah, so that was that, and um, I went back there again too with my now girlfriend of six and a half years, and I said it's so beautiful. There's a waterfall up here. It's so beautiful. Um, I saw a big crazy dude and it was cool and she's like right on she's into it and uh yeah i took her up there but nothing happened no that's probably a good thing i mean you don't want to push your luck so (laughs) (laughs) take my girl leave me (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking but that would have been an experience if she got to experience it because she's kind of like she's not a knower like i am she's more of a believer Gotcha. So I'd like her to be a knower. Yeah, well. So that was that. Yeah, man. That that's uh, not every day somebody gets to you know see a face in the bushes looking back at them, whether it's Bigfoot or not. You know, uh, but it can definitely be scary. I mean, when you're out there in the middle of the night and you see somebody looking at you. So uh, yeah, well, I I will let you know this. It was about eleven thirty at night, and if you're out there at eleven thirty night, I mean, I had my windows down. You know, because it was kind of warm. I, I like circulation, but if I was to be outside just chilling in the bushes, I would have been freezing. I don't think it was a person, and I've never seen a person with a head that freaking big. Yeah, you know, and and so I I, I believe it was the uh, um, Sasquatch. I really do. Yeah, well, you know, it sounds like it. I mean, it, it, especially when you say that the head was, you know abnormally large and huge and Neanderthal looking and things like that. I mean, that's really some of the classic things that people talk about when it comes to Bigfoot. So, uh, you know, who knows, but that definitely sounds like a Bigfoot face to me. You know, why don't you, uh, 
why don't you talk to us a little bit about this uh, full body apparition that you saw? Sure, sure. Um, okay, now this, this, oh man, this is a trip. Now, I've always believed in ghosts. In fact, I thought they were just amazingly cool. But I never thought I'd ever see one, right? And so my girlfriend and I, we were, we went up to uh, Safeway or whatever. If I can, I can I say company names like that? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so we're coming back with some groceries. You know, we had a thing, or I'd pull her on a skateboard. You know, of course, I'm the donkey. And um, so we come home, and this is in Carmichael, California, now. Okay, and I lived on. Uh, I forget the name of the street, Johnson Street, I think. And anyway, so I'm going home, and we walk into the house, and my girl and. I had a roommate and a daughter that we lived with. It was a beautiful house, about 100 years old. Lived there for six months. Never had an issue. Never felt weird. But uh, so <laughs> they're in the back. The, the roommate and the daughter are in the back. She's like rehearsing for her. She's like a dancer or whatever, rehearsing for her dad. And we come in and my girl that I'm with right now, uh, God bless her heart, she says, uh, Hey, honey, we're home. And as soon as she said that, now let me let me show give you the lay of the land here. You walk into the door. There's a kitchen on the right, and on the left is like a hallway with just like a door area that you can walk through. But there's no door. It's just like a big rectangle of space. My bedroom's on the far left. The bathroom's in the middle, and the guest bedrooms past that. So I'm walking in. <laughs> and as soon as she said, hey, honey, we're home, uh, <laughs> I look and I see this dude walk from, it looks like my bedroom, our bedroom, past the bathroom into the guest bedroom. And I heard the door lock shut. I said, babe, I think, I think uh, Tony has a guest here, man. Um, he just went out of our room when you said that. I think we spooked him. I think he was going through our stuff. She's like, no, I'm like, yeah, huh? And so we went in there and she was just going to go open the door to the guest bedroom. I said, wait a minute. No, there's really somebody in there. I just saw them walk and I heard the door shut. And we all, oh, ooh, also we had a lorikeet, which are really loud, right? And so, but it didn't make a peep. And so first I said, just knock. And we knocked. Nothing. So we walked in. Nobody in the room. I looked in the closet. Nobody in there. Um, it was so weird. And uh, the the bird was just chilling, you know, just chilling, lorky, you know, doing his thing. And uh, and and the windows are half moon size. Like um, if the flat part is down, and then it's uh, the round is on top. It's like a uh, it's like a taco. And it doesn't have a lock. It's stationary. You can't open it. So nobody could have gotten out. So when I saw this, I was tripping. So then we went over to Tony. He was in the back room with his daughter. I'm like, Tony, I just saw somebody in your house, bruh. And he's like, uh, what do you look like? And I said, well, he's about five feet tall, looks Hispanic, possibly American Indian, shorter hair, not really short hair, but like past the ears. Wearing, wearing gray, I'll never forget it, gray boxer briefs and nothing else. And he was stocking huh. it. He was built, right? So he says, you know what? I'm going to tell you. Sometimes when I'm laying at night, 
I see what you just described to me, guy fitting that description, walking towards my bed and then vanishing right before the bed. I was like, whoa. And then, uh, so that was coinciding, right? And that was cool. And so because of that, we live next door to, uh, and I can drop these names down because I don't know them anymore. But uh, another dude named, uh, well, never mind. I can't say it because I don't remember his name. Oh, Roger. Roger <laughs> lived next door to us. And he was, uh, he's part of the Taps family. You know, those, the, the, the Taps family. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Ghost Hunters. Well, they're part of that. They're SPI. Sacramento Paranormal Investigators. Well, he lived next door. And like he was hanging out with guys like um like John Coffey, you know, all those guys. And uh so they set up a paranormal investigation in that house where I couldn't be in. They even brought a psychic, which eh, I don't know about them, but that night there was no wind at all. The uh and when they were summoning this apparition the shed doors were slamming shut they had weird movement in the house and the psychic picked up on a i didn't tell you this before uh, the interview but um they picked up on a little girl who had tubes in her nose well tony the guy who owns it lost his daughter and had died of uh some kind of a, a chest condition and uh said there was a girl there very friendly is really close to your daughter who has another daughter now, which made him, you know, just break down. But he says, there's also a Mexican gentleman that lived here or worked here when the, when it was being built. So that was that. And, um, so the psychics kind of, kind of redeemed everything that we saw. And, uh, yeah, and you know, that's when you go from being a believer to a knower, you know? On both places, Sasquatch, I'm a knower now. Uh, the ghosts, I know they're there, which totally helps me because I'm scared of hell of death. You know, I'm a, I'm scared of, like, of, of just not existing. You know, I want to keep going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Christian beliefs, you don't. You just keep going on and, and then really falling into that thanks to you. Uh, I'm really, I'm really getting into that. But, uh, so that was that. Yeah. You know, uh, before we, I just want to comment on what you just said, uh, because I, I was always scared of death my entire life. And I think that's just a natural thing for people to be scared of death and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm much more, uh, mentally, uh, secure. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of death anymore. Like I was, uh, and obviously that does have a lot to do with, you know, my faith, but, um, I still do fear how I'm going to die, you know, because I, that's just something that that fear that I'll, I think I'll always fear is the idea of how it's going to happen because it could be slow and it could be fast. And I really, really, really want to go really fast, you know, so like a, like, like a headshot. That'd be cool. It'd be perfect. <laughs> it'd be perfect. Just put the barrel right on my forehead, you know, and I'm good. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Yeah. You don't want the. Uh, uh, what is it? Edgar Allan Poe, the pit, the pendulum. You don't want that. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't want any. Off away, little yeah. Little. I don't need torture. No, I don't I... need cancer. I don't need any of that. None of that. 
you know, and it's stupid. And I just lost my brother to cancer, so it's really hard. And I'm sorry yeah, to hear that. So, that's okay, man. You know, you live, you die, and uh, it sucks that he survived. But guess what? He's in where he's where he needs to be now. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Anyway, so the third one. You ready for the third one? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. All right, man. So this one, I was in my good friend. Her name's Jennifer. I was in her house, and she had a build-on, right? Like a, a patio build-on. And that's where we used to party. And no, I wasn't all loaded or anything, but that's where we used to hang out, drink a couple of beers. And uh, yes, it was California, but we weren't smoking pot. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I need to make that clear. Because, you know, when you smoke that California pot, man, you see all things. But, uh, so I'm, uh, we're in, in her, her, uh, little bedroom thing back, uh, thing that she built and I was playing guitar, right? I think we were listening to some mother hips and playing or whatever and was jamming. And all of a sudden we hear the door open and shut. Now her mother was, but we hear this door open and shut and we hear bonk, 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 bonk. And about, and you can't see from the door cause there's so much stuff. There's like cabinets and stuff. We hear bonk, bonk. You hear the creaks of the of the, the floor moving. Blank, blank, blank. And I swear to you, right when it's about to be around the corner, oh my goodness, nothing there. We got so scared. She knew her house was haunted by her great-grandma and her father. And she always used to tell me that. And so I ended up walking in the house. And at the after, wait, I'm sorry. I heard a boosh in the other room. We walk into the house. Me first. So and I'm seeing it. She saw this too. A box of Oreos suspended <laughs> in air and then dropped. Now, I want to know how in the heck that happens in science. So that's just, you know, and so that, that freaked us out. Needless to say, I left, and uh, I think I went and got some vodka after that. But you know, it was—I was done. I was done. Never went back. I think after that, I was scared. Look, Bigfoot—you can see it, right? Ghosts—you can't see it. You don't know what they're gonna do. Anyway, at the same time, it's so fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think all this stuff is fascinating. Anything from cryptids to paranormal stuff to extraterrestrial to whatever. I, I just even even the idea of hunting down uh, lost ancient you know cities and archaeology, like all this kind of stuff. The mystery of things is what really draws me in. So that's why I love hearing these different kind of stories because it's just it's very mysterious, and I feel like I haven't had anything like that happen to me in my life. So all I can do is listen to other people's stories. Well, I'm not far from you, man. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of green mountains from Elmira, New York, to where you are, man. Let's go find some Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, if I ever actually have a Bigfoot encounter, I would share it on the show. And I, I would hope that people would believe me because, uh, you know, I'm not really looking to, uh, <laughs> lie about something like that. If I come out and I say I actually had a Bigfoot encounter, you pretty much can believe me because I, I, Dude, I have zero interest. You, yeah. I I was just thinking about that. This... Like, You're Tony Merkel, man. You're the man. Nobody would ever think you were a <laughs> phony. 
Now, me, I'm just some schmuck from California that moved to New York. Who believes me? But I mean, it did happen, but, you know, but Tony Merkel, man, come on. You've been so <laughs> honest with the fact that you haven't seen Diddly Squat. And once you do, they're going to know it. If I do, if I do, <laughs> come on, let's go do it, brother. Come on, I've I've been trying three hours away. Let's go camping. I've been trying, man. It's it's definitely uh, a lot harder than I thought it would be. I, when I first started looking for the Bigfoot man, uh, I was like, "This is." I mean, I'm going to knock this out in a year, and <laughs> it's just not easy, man. <laughs> it's just not easy. In fact, the uh, my one buddy who I used to go out with a lot before I started the podcast, um, he actually went out with another guy to an area that him and I have been interested in. His first time out there, he has serious activity going on, like loud, like yells, uh, like almost like uh, ape yells, like grunts and stuff at him. Uh, and he tells yeah. a story better than I do and stuff, but they definitely had activity in that area that night. I'm like, dang it. The one night I don't go out, you know, freaking a, you know, <laughs> but it makes me wonder sometimes it makes me wonder sometimes if it's, if it's me, I wonder if, you know, I just, I'm not, it's not my cards to actually have an encounter. I don't know. It's not you, dude. Trust me. It's not you. It's not you. The, 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 the Sasquatch people are just pissed off at you because you're talking shit about them all the time. <laughs> I'm it's not, not you. <laughs> am, am I, I? I don't. I didn't think I was. I. I just. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe I do a Dude, little they bit. Pick up on that psychic wavelength, man. They know what you're doing. They know the shows <laughs> you broadcast. Dude, they, they supposedly they know everything. I don't know. I mean, crazy big ass sons of you know what. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So that was. Those were my encounters, and I just, uh, I'm really uh, honored to have been able to talk to you on the radio. It's been a long time coming, like a few months. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I definitely have to schedule months and months in advance anymore because I just have so many interviews to do. Uh, I'm very grateful that everybody has been patient with me because... Oh, oh, I have a dear friend of mine that wanted me to say hi to you. Oh, okay. Who's that? Claudia. Claudia Ackley. Oh yeah, Claudia. Claudia. Yeah, she's my dear, dearest friend, and and she. Uh, I told her, yeah, I'm gonna be on the show, and she's like, oh, tell him I said hi, I love him, he's great, you know, because she's such a great lady. I, I, she's so great. And if anybody yeah. out there doesn't know Claudia Ackley, then, you, then you're lost. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't she, say that, but well. Man, she's doing the suing the state of California to stay Bigfoot again. Yeah, man, go rock and roll, girls. She's putting a lot online for that, and I respect her dearly. Yeah, no, she's so. she's a good-hearted person. I actually just talked to her. I think it was last week. Her and I had a chance to talk for a little while. Uh, but yeah, yeah, very 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 kind soul, very kind soul. But uh, I'll I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing these experiences. You, you're very uh, you're a very lighthearted individual, very fun to talk to, and I really appreciate you coming on, man. Oh man, and right back at you. I appreciate that compliment. Thank you, Tony. Absolutely, David, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, you will. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, David, thanks for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Next up, we have Kim coming on. Kim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Tony. How about you? I'm doing well, man. So uh, you're in Belgium, which is really cool. And when I got your email and you said, the first thing you said is, I'm in Belgium, uh, I was like, wow, this guy's 
English is really well written. I mean, like, because the punctuation, the spelling, everything. I mean, you have really good English, man. I just want to let you know that up front. Uh, I was very impressed by your English because especially since you and I were just talking and you said that it's been a couple of years since you actually spoke English. So well done. Yeah, I, I tend to speak English sometimes, but not that often. But yeah, I... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let you know, man. I'm very impressed by your English. Yeah, uh, excellent, man. Yeah, so you contacted me because you dated a white witch at one time and or I'm not sure if you're still with her or not, but uh but the the white witch felt a presence in the house many times and from there stuff happened. And so why don't you just kind of walk us into this storyline of, you know, first of all, uh, I would say start with, you know, where did you meet this person that you dated? And, you know, how did they start, you know, sensing the things in the house? And then what were some of your experiences, man? All right, man. All right. So about five years ago, um, I was living in a small farm town, like 10 kilometers away from the city I live in now. And uh, when I moved about four years ago, um, nothing was really out of the ordinary. Um, Everything was just like it. Yeah, like it was, like it had to be. And then after a year of living here, I met uh, my ex-girlfriend. I'm not together with her anymore. Uh, She was indeed a white witch, um, but the kind who just studies and keeps it as kind of a hobby. Um, And after a few times of her visiting my place, she said she kind of felt something. And well, yeah, from there on, the nightmare began. Like, damn. Uh, many strange things happened, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not together with her anymore. Uh, we're still good friends, but yeah, um, I've had many weird, strange, uh, occurrences, like for example, uh, breathing in my neck when I was, uh, asleep in my, in my bed, uh, things falling over, um, stuff like that. But the, the biggest thing that kind of put me really on edge was, um, the fact that, on my unused attic, uh, there was kind of like a panel in uh, the roof of my bedroom and the ceiling of my bedroom. Um, they, it was a panel that you could push upwards. And um, then you had kind of this unused attic, no floors, only isolation, no lights, anything like that. And I've been, uh, I walked on that attic for like two times in the past. And then I went on it with a friend, uh, kind of because we were curious and I wanted to show them that I indeed had an attic. And I found huge bones hanging from my support beams. Um, I collected them, cops came, took the evidence. Um, I had took, They took my statements. A uh, day later, the, the news called. I told them the story. Um, and yeah, the cops just basically told me if, they were, uh, if the bones were human, that they would contact me and I haven't heard them since. So yeah, now we're here. Wow, man. So they haven't contacted you, so I guess you can assume that they were human, but did they look human? Uh, they were definitely on the bigger side. Um, one was about the size of a forearm and a lot of smaller bones that were 
also hanging in the kind of satchel. I have no idea, a piece of cloth on a different beam. And yeah, those we, we suspected those were chicken bones or something like that. And then I kind of realized when we, when I found the front, that bag, the satchel with the first bone, the tiny bones, that I didn't check uh, further. And then I found two uh, huge bones hanging directly above the hatch. And yeah, that kind of really, really put me on edge. Wow. But yeah. So I, I know you said to me that you have actual video evidence of the bones and things like that. So what I'll do is I will post that on the show's description when we post this show. Uh, what are the chances that you're, first of all, I guess I would say, I want to clarify with you that there was a time that you went into the attic and those bones weren't there, right? I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's not like you could have missed it, right? It's no, I couldn't have missed them. No way possible, I could have missed those bones. Uh, as you will see uh, in the video, um, the two big bones that were hanging right above the hatch were uh, kind of on kind of on eye level. So yeah, um, back when I moved into this place uh, with my mother and sister, um, me and my best friends actually uh, went down into that attic and looked around, and yeah, nothing was there, so we left the place. And then a year after, we kind of did it again just to make sure, and we still didn't find anything. And yeah, then suddenly bones. And yeah, I'm still confused to this day. This happened in November 2016. Um, yeah, to this day, I still don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I know it can be confusing. Uh, do you think, I, I shouldn't even say it like this, not that you, do you think, but what are the chances of your ex-girlfriend being involved in any way. I mean, I'm assuming she said she wasn't, or else there wouldn't be a mystery here, right? Yeah, like, even if it was for kind of a practical joke, or maybe more, um, it's just not that kind of person to keep um, such a story going for more than a year. It's, yeah, no way in hell. But, yeah, the the bones, uh, I kind of checked the state of the bones. There were a lot of very old spider webs, a lot of dusts, uh, bone marrow that that immediately fell out when I touched them. So, yeah, they were, it was like they were hanging more, hanging there for like 10 years, man. That's, yeah, I, I can't explain it. Wow. So, they were, it was like they were aged. So, I mean, you know they weren't there at one time. When you do find them, it looks like they've been there longer than you have. Yep. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, and I saw also on the wall, uh, on the walls, that was the, the strange part. I saw pretty recent um, electrical cables running uh, for the lights on the floor below uh, my bedroom. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to think of it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, do you ever get the feeling that those were planted there? I mean, what what are your conclusions with this? I mean, are you thinking that somebody actually put, went in your house and put them there? Or do you think there was some kind of maybe some supernatural type thing where they were, I don't know, hidden in another dimension, you know, and then they revealed themselves to you for whatever reason? <laughs> Honestly, Tony, I really have no idea what to think. Um, at first, I started to suspect my my friends uh, pulling a prank on me, but uh, it was yeah. actually my idea to, to venture onto the, the attic again after so long. Um, and yeah, that attic was always bad business. Every time the the attic was open, uh, for one reason or or another, my girl, uh, my ex-girlfriend sometimes said the presence was uh, panicking and stuff like that. So I 
but yeah, I usually close them pretty pretty soon after. Um, but yeah, I honestly have no idea how those uh, bones got there. Actually, wow! Well, it's it's not just the fact that you found the bones there, though, because there's been other things. It's not like you just found the bones and that was it. There's been other things that have been happening in the house, like the hatch to the attic opening on its own, right? Yeah, man. Like the bones only came after yeah two to three years of uh, the nightmare already. Uh, being on its way, um, it basically started with me getting interested in the in the stories back and uh, the stories my ex girlfriend had back in the day, uh, the things she um, yeah experienced, and uh, the, uh, my interest grew and it kind of made me also a bit scared, skeptical, didn't really know what to expect, what to think, and yeah, uh, I honestly still don't know to this day if it's just me being paranoid and just uh, thinking that every noise I hear is something else. I try not to, obviously, but yeah, just some things, man. Like, I, I've had periods for like two weeks that I felt ice cold breathing in my neck while trying to fall asleep. It's it's horrible. Wow. Like, you, I, I told you about my fan running earlier, right? Um, that yeah. fan has to, my fan has to be on every single night because I just can't handle silence anymore. And or yeah, to have some wind uh, in my in my room, just in case I, I feel something uh, move. <laughs> so you keep the fan running. So say you do feel cold breath on your neck, you can kind of brush it off logically and say, "Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, a fan." Yeah, yeah. That fan has helped me so many times, man. I have no idea. <laughs> you're tricking yourself, knowing that you're tricking yourself. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's kind of my uh, my my go-to method of calming myself down when I when I hear something. It's like, yeah, I'll just blame it on my fan. So when you hear like whispers in the house, I know you said that you you heard whispers in the house. Is the whispers that you hear is it words that you can understand, or does it just sound like somebody talking in the distance? Uh, usually, it's my uh, it's my name either, or just yeah, incomprehensible. Yeah, whispering. But I did have one time where another ex-girlfriend from like a year ago, um, she was staying over and uh, we slept under underneath the hatch. And she was, she went to bed earlier than me. And yeah, I followed soon after. And I accidentally woke her up. And she asked me what I was doing. I said, yeah, I'm just going to grab some some small thing from uh, from another room. And the moment I left that room, she stormed after me, um, barging in and exclaiming something had whispered very loudly uh, in her ear. And yeah, (laughs) the first thing I thought was like, why didn't it happen to me? Then I had evidence for myself because still, I don't know if everything is true or not. Yeah, I I guess I can understand that and stuff. I don't think I would want something whispering at me though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. But still, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I actually had that happen to me on a show, and a lot of people think that whatever came through as an EVP on my show during the recording uh, says my name. I personally don't think so, uh, and maybe it's just because I don't want to admit it and stuff, but I think that whatever it's saying, it says the name Tori, not Tony, but people think it says Tony, and uh, it, they think it says get Tony or get out Tony, um, but Tori doesn't make sense just because we were, there, there was no Tori. It wasn't me. That was not my name. It wasn't my guest name, but 
It doesn't sound like Tony to me, and I'm, I'm sticking to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever well, floats your boat, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mentioned about how things have been thrown from shelves. Are these things that were in the kitchen, like knives, or what happened there? Um, well, since uh, this is a pretty big place, um, I kind of had the, the whole upper floor for myself um, underneath the attic. And I, I had a few rooms, my bedroom, kind of a living area, uh, storage room. And uh, basically, when I was chilling one time in my bedroom, uh, I had like this huge shelf uh, and an ashtray and a book flew just right off it um from different shelves and there was no wind whatsoever all all windows were closed and i i, I was standing next, next to the shelf so i was pretty sure it didn't move at all so yeah stuff like that uh hatch opening on its own many times um yeah pretty weird stuff man yeah i've, I've had my own experiences with things fall, flying off of shelves or tables i was uh I was at a Bigfoot conference last year speaking, and in the cabin, my brother and I experienced both our glasses uh, flying off the table between our beds in the one cabin at separate times. So, like, the first time it was his, and then it was mine, and neither one of us could have done it both times in our sleep because uh, between our glasses was a lamp and our phones, and if we were reaching across to throw our glass, you know, his glasses off or my glasses off, we would have hit the lamp as well. Uh, but both times, separate times, uh, our glasses flew across the room on the floor, and uh, it freaked my brother out pretty much. I mean, he was pretty freaked out. The next day, he packed up his stuff, put it in the car, and uh, after I was done speaking, I went. We went back to the cabin, and he's like, "I'm not going in there." Oh, I, he just, <laughs> it was so funny but i was like dude ain't nothing but we found a handprint on the door and stuff that night before oh, that happened man. and so it kind of freaked him out and stuff the handprint was higher than me and i'm six feet tall and uh, it's probably just above my head and it was like going sideways across the door and so it freaked him out i didn't even think anything of it when it first happened i was just like huh that's weird uh but he's like that's weird. That's crazy. And then we started hearing this tapping noise coming from the uh, corner of the ceiling in the kitchen. And it was just like this rhythmic tapping. Like it sounded intentional. And I was like, that's weird too. Like I'm oblivious. I just don't know. I'm just like, whatever. You know, life is life. You know, so <laughs> it's funny yeah, stuff though. I mean, we go through life and we experience different things and everybody reacts differently to this stuff. But uh, was, was there any electrical equipment that went on and off and stuff throughout the house during this time? Uh, I only had problems with a tiny electrical heater turning off sometimes, but yeah, I, tr I tend to not think too much about electrical equipment, uh, acting weird. Oh yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, actually, uh, we were watching a movie on my friend's laptop, uh, in my old bedroom and yeah, the mouse just kind of went haywire. The entire computer just kind of did stuff that, yeah, shouldn't do like opening browsers and stuff and pausing and unpausing. It was weird. <laughs> it was also yeah. a new laptop, so yeah. Yeah, that, that that can be weird. Uh you know, there could always be the the, the you know, mechanical failure kind of thing, like electrical yeah. stuff, but uh you know, when you have the history of this stuff happening, it's, it, it, it makes you think, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can never be too sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I don't know you know, what, what's on TV over there in Belgium and stuff. But over here, there's, there's a lot of ghost shows on TV and yeah, we don't really have that much, uh, ghost, uh, shows on. Okay. 
it, one of the popular things in these shows is that the ghost hunters will take a flashlight and they'll unscrew the, the, the head of it so that it, the light won't turn on unless you slightly turn it tighter and then the light lights up and they mm-hmm. they unscrew it and they set it on like the edge of a table and they start talking to whatever's there asking them to turn the light on and it, and it happens like sometimes they'll be you know watching these lights and all of a sudden they start turning off on and then they turn off and it's interesting stuff but uh clearly to me throughout hearing all all these people's stories and seeing stuff on tv uh it's clear to me that sometimes these entities have the energy, the ability to actually manipulate physical things in our realm. And, yeah, uh, it, it like, I mean, like you said about the things flying off the shelf and stuff, it, it's just, you know, it happens. Yeah, man. Um, also, uh, Two months ago or something, one of my best friends uh, started living uh, here as well. Uh, my mom had to move out with my sister for health reasons. Um, and he now occupies the entire top floor, my old uh, my old place. And back when he was moving in, I was like, uh, uh, enjoy the house, ghost man. You'll love him. And he, he was super skeptical, kind of laughing, uh, laughing it off. And... Suddenly, one morning, we wake up, and <laughs> he was laughing so loud, like, I can't remember it. Um, and he told, uh, he told me that uh, one of the doors uh, to the other rooms uh, suddenly had a few knocks on them, and it just slid open. And he had that happen, I think, two to three times now, so far. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hilarious to me to... <laughs> in his face that uh, that it wasn't all bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah no it's um it's interesting man very interesting stuff but uh you've had some experiences with shadow figures some kind of shadows in your house or what what happened there yeah um like a week before my um one of my best friends moved in here uh i went downstairs uh during the night and i just saw this yeah shadow standing near my near my front door and when I walked closer, it just didn't move until I turned on the lights. And yeah, I was really, really freaked out. Uh, that kind of rem- made me remember about that one time when my ex-girlfriend, uh, the White Witch, uh, was walking down the stairs with me. Um, and she suddenly, she, suddenly, yeah, she suddenly stopped right in front of her, uh, <laughs> right in front of me, because she said um, there was something standing right in front of her wanting to go up the stairs. And yeah, that kind of freaked me out as well, because imagine just standing behind somebody saying they see something standing in front of them. It's, the, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's not fun. No, not at all. I mean, so when you see this shadow figure, uh, I mean, what's going through your mind? I mean, you said you kind of referenced that you were you were scared or at least nervous. Uh I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. I've never seen a shadow figure. uh that, that that I can remember, but you know I can't imagine yeah. what's going through your head at that moment when you're walking to the light switch. Well, the the main thing though that I was thinking was, am I seeing this correctly? Like, am I am I yeah. dreaming or not? Um, I I also still have uh, one one more little story left um, involving the bones, actually. Um, oh, okay. The the evening that I found the bones, uh, at one point. My my sister and her boyfriends uh, came home. I was still living with my uh, my mom and sister, and I I told them. And her boyfriend's first reaction was, "I dreamt in full detail of this moment last night." 
And I, I wow. asked him a few, yeah, man, I asked him a few questions and he, he literally told me that all my actions, all my reactions as well were, were on point with his dream. And yeah, that's, yeah, that kind of made me wonder. Made you wonder what? That's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man, I know. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's interesting stuff for sure, you know, and you know, I, I, I don't know what to make of that, man. I really don't. That that's a, that's a very, very much entangled web of experiences that kind of tie together, uh, especially the fact that you do have, you know, some evidence to back up your claims and stuff. A lot of times people don't have a chance to take pictures or they don't think about it. They're caught up in the moment. Uh, the fact that you've been able to do that is really cool. And I'm excited about checking that out after uh, we get off here. So I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Take care. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, there are three things you can do to help support the show. One, go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. And three, you can go ahead and share the link to the show that you're listening to right now around social media. That will help expose the show to an audience that didn't know about the show beforehand. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Bye. <laughs>